Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Space. The final frontier. These are the adventures of the exploratory space vessel My Puppy. Its ongoing mission? To explore strange new worlds, to engage with freaky life forms, and to boldly try to bring back most of the crew alive. All right, should I try starting over? Yeah, I'm going to pay is, attention really this hard. Is a, this is a very rare take, too. Okay. So it's been weeks since Becky and Amanda tried to surprise Claire by putting the transporter together and having it up and running when she came back from her conference. If you remember, they kind of turned a young teenage boy into a slime ball with maybe a nose and some hair on it and sent him off uh, to his parents. They've tried other transporting they tried a cat that didn't go well they tried some uh some 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 pets from becky's classroom uh with mixed success they thought they had it down and clint volunteered to go through the transporters the first sentient being and he was apparently dissolved because they never they never they never saw him again but after weeks and weeks of testing claire is sure she's got it working uh, if you remember, this is very primitive t- transporter technology. Basically, a person stands on a platform in location A. They are scanned and disintegrated, and their their genetic makeup and all that makes them up is, is put into computer code onto a zip drive. That zip drive is put into a cannonball, which is launched out of a torpedo tube to the second location where somebody opens the cannonball, plugs the zip drive into a computer and reforms the person with a, with a 3d printer. Now, Becky has volunteered to be the second sentient being to attempt this. She did volunteer at a night out on the officer's club at girls night. Um, and she is standing there on the transporter platform about to be scanned and disintegrated, talking to her friends and commanding officer, Amanda and her, her friend, Claire. What's that look like? Well, <clears throat> Becky is 85% sure she's about to die, despite Claire's uh, you know, promises that that's not the case. But, you know, she feels like she kind of owes it to the ship because she did more or less murder Salvatore's or Salvador Salvatore's um, young son. And, you know, Amanda, poor Amanda, she's been so upset since Clint disappeared. And, you know, 
she thought she was like making the ultimate sacrifice here. Really, now that she's beginning to think of it, it really might just F up Captain Amanda even more if her best friend um, dies as well. But, you know, here we are. It's too late to turn back now. And, and then Salvador walks in and he's got something to say to Becky. Miss Becky, why are you doing this? Well, I mean, I, I, I feel like I owe it to everyone, especially you. I mean, little Sal Jr., he's never going to be the same again. Oh, no, no, it's an okay. He is very portable now, and I carry him around in my cleaning bucket. We've never been a closer. And so he, he assures Becky that it's going to be okay, and, and he heads out. And then Amanda says... <laughs> I love you so much, Becky. I love you too. And just know that if this doesn't work, I did it for you. I did it for you, my friend. And just know that Clint and I will be out there watching over you and the ship. Becky, can I tell you something? Yes. You kind of fucked this one up. Okay. That was not what Becky was expecting to hear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Amanda kind of messes up everything, but this was intense. Well, on that note, let's go, Claire. Alrighty. So, does Claire have any last words of advice? Travel safe. And so Becky steps up on the platform, and uh, starting starting at her uh, at her feet, there's this blue green band of light that kind of kind of is scanning her from toe tip to head to, to the tip of her head, and it just kind of slowly starts moving up her body. And everybody who's watching notices, and they've seen this in the the other attempts too. The body just kind of starts evaporating from the from the feet up. The the, the upper body doesn't crumble or anything; it stays where it is. But she just is starting to evaporate until she got the this. What kind of hairstyle does Becky have at the time? Just a long blonde ponytail. Okay, so the last thing you see of Becky is the tip of her ponytail up on top. She, she had it in kind of a fountain dew, I'm thinking, kind of like uh, Pebbles uh, Flintstone. And, uh, and then Becky's gone. And everybody checks and the computer readout looks great. And, uh, and so Claire takes the zip drives and put it, puts it in the cannonball. And one of the staff heads down to the torpedo tube with it. But Becky, you are in a kind of turquoise colored void when you have the strange experience of seeing yourself walk up to you. It is from what you know of history, which granted isn't a lot, um, it seems to be a, a late or early 21st century version of yourself. Uh, at least that's what you can tell by, by the clothing. Cause you like the, uh, the old period piece TV shows and everything where, when everybody's in costume. And so uh, this version of you is wearing, I guess, flip flops and jeans and a, 
a Kansas City uh, t-shirt, sweatshirt or something like that. And um, what do you, what do you, what do you make of that? Is that a, is is she also wearing a, a, a baby unicorn on her back in a Moby wrap? Um, sure she is. That's, Becky's like, uh, hello, can you see me? And the other Becky looks at her and says, bitch, you stole my face. Who are you? <laughs> and um, Becky, we got to get to come up with a nickname here or uh, it's going to get Miss real confusing. Becky Earth Becky. Miss Becky says, or Space Becky, Space Becky. Sure. We said Space Becky says, uh, uh, my name is, my name is Becky. I... I um, work on the USS Mud Puppy, and um, I, I'm I'm a daycare teacher there. And Becky said, "Wow." Earth Becky says, "That's that's weird because my name's Becky too, and I also work at a daycare center called the Mud Puppy. Except actually, I run it. I own it now. Um, it's a long story. I'm guessing you're the captain of this ship." You look like you're, you've got a, you, an officer's outfit on. You, you, you run the ship, right? And uh, Space Becky says, oh, no, no. I, I mean, I'm really just the preschool teacher. But my, my best friend's the captain, and she felt bad for me. And so I think she made me an officer. You, you, you don't run the ship? Uh, no, I would never be able to do something like that. Are, are you sure? Oh, I'm at, so fucking lame in the future. And at this moment, Earth Becky stabs Space Becky in the middle of the chest with a samurai sword. Why? Space <laughs> Becky crumbles to the ground. Earth Becky pushes her corpse out of the way, stands in her place, and feels herself disintegrating moments later or what feels like moments later earth becky feels herself being rebuilt on well she's not sure where because she starts she starts being rebuilt and first it's her ponytail and it takes a while for her whole brain to be rebuilt and then she realizes once she she has her prefrontal cortex and all the other brain pieces a little bit of uh, a spinal cord she realizes that uh, she is apparently on a spaceship and has taken the place of space becky and time goes by and she finds herself fully reformed on the spaceship where people that she don't, doesn't know are very excited to see her. Amanda, you go running up to Becky, not knowing that this isn't your Becky, uh, after the successful transporter um, episode. Claire, you're there and you're breathing a sigh of relief that your technology um, finally worked the way it was supposed to. Yes, yes. So through the readings, she's detecting a little fluctuation in the DNA patterns. They, there's something off. She, 
doesn't know what she's gonna have to do some more analysis of it but she's just happy it all worked out and becky's not a pile of goo or other some of the other mishaps that happened along the way so all her appendages are there so that's good amanda are you happy to see your friend becky is that you becky Amanda, you have legs again. Aw, I'm so excited you have legs again. And Claire, you have your eyeball back. Oh man, you guys, this is wild. Now, Claire, I'm assuming you're the captain of the ship. Um, no. Yeah, I am the science officer. Well, who's the captain? Who's the captain? Amanda is the captain. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, hold Who's on really now. the captain? No. I am Captain Amanda. I don't know my last name. <laughs> you had one once upon a time. It's in my Miller. notes somewhere. Miller? Claire. Amanda Miller? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Becky, are you, 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 before you guys were transported here, you were talking about how lame the other version of you was. And here you are on this ship where your best friend is the captain. Um, what's going through your mind? Oh, Becky looks around and she says, no, no, this won't do. <laughs> I'm the captain now. I, I think... That's not how it works, Becky. No. Um, see, I, I, I don't think you understand that I'm not the same Becky that you guys did whatever you did to. Um, I'm a different because Becky. Because of the uh, cells. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, no, no. I mean, the spaceship is really cool. What year is it? It is 2337. Thank so you, Prime. Computer. Oh, wow, that's cool. Um, anyway, it's I am from the year 2021. 20, and I'm going to be the captain of your ship now. Becky, Has anyone seen my unicorn baby? Oh, God. Your unicorn baby didn't make it, but your samurai sword did. That's cool. I actually didn't want to be a mother, if anyone remembers. Um, <laughs> what about Cupcake? Cupcake? Cu oh, oh, good. He's still in my pocket. Um, this worm and I are in charge now. Claire, are you going to let this happen? Um, Amanda, you're the captain. What would you like me to do? Um, do you have a suggestion? Don't we have a security guy? We, we did have a security guy. Shit. Yes. Oh. Prime, do you have some ideas? I can only take orders from the captain. Can so you now? I am. At, I, I at this moment, Becky, Becky walks out of, out of the, uh, the 
mess room where they had the other end of the transporter stuff set up. They were just transporting her across the ship is what the plan was. And uh, she asks the voice in the sky where the, the, uh, the command center is and Prime directs her, kind of tells her to follow the, the, the blue lights on the walls and that will lead her to the command center. And so Becky walks out of the, that room and heads into the corridor and starts heading for the command center. Well, Becky looks around. She's like, I can work with this. I can work with this. And so she walks in and she's like, okay, computer. Uh, do you have a name, computer? My name is Prime. Prime. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Prime. I am an all-knowing, all-sentient being in control of this ship. Cool. We're going to get along great. Um, What's it looking like in space? We got any cool space missions to go on? We can literally be any place you would like. What do you want to do? There are some some mice who have better transport technology than we have, and um, they they kind of evolved from little creatures that once lived on this ship into sentient life forms, and they they've actually got some pretty neat technology. That's cool. That's cool. Um, but really, I personally am more interested in blowing up the planet where there are raccoonicorns. Ah, Surely you have raccoonicorns in, this, in, in of, the future. Of, of course, they're big and beefy. But uh, yes, they, they live in a corner of the Kitty Nipple Nebula. Okay, well, see, um, where I come from, I, I mean, I swore to take revenge on this raccoonicorn and all of its descendants and i figure they've got to be on this planet so can we just blow that planet up yes you just need to sit down in that chair over there that one right there yeah yeah the big fancy one and you need to say make it so make it so and the ship the ship uh, bursts into light speed and is heading towards the raccoonicorn planet in the kitty nipple nebula um commander captain amanda what do you what are you doing? Are you going back to your quarters to knit? Are you, you going to try to take your ship back? What's the plan? <laughs> so Amanda ponders this a bit after Becky leaves her. And Amanda sort of settles on the fact that um, she always wished that her best friend Becky would be captain and not her because she doesn't know how to do this job at all (laughs) and becky would be so much better at being in charge of a bunch of people so so you think all that then what do you do yeah i do something then You, you you go into the you go into the the deck to see what the captain needs you going back to your quarters no i i always have some knitting in my apron so i just go to the lounge space. well like the, where com- they drive. <laughs> the command center you, yes, you follow command. becky yeah i go after becky and i'm <laughs> i'm really proud of her hey amanda so Becky's got her feet up on the, you know, control console. station. Yeah. yeah, the console. And she's she's uh, just chilling now, taking pictures with her phone. Um, 
And, you know, she says, so tell me about the other, the other Becky. What, what am I like? <laughs> right. Amanda, well, Amanda is so caught up in the emotion of, uh, of having this <laughs> new kind of strong-willed, powerful Becky there that she doesn't, doesn't know what to do. Just then Claire walks onto the deck. Uh, Claire, what are your thoughts about the situation and what are you doing? Well, Claire's intrigued with the 21st century Becky and her go get them attack attitude and stuff. So and Claire's, you know, she's evil. So she's kind of into this and is going to support Captain Becky now and, and whatever her endeavors are. Yep. Yep. We're going to kill all the raccoonicorns that ever existed. Can I get a DNA sample first, please? Yeah, totally. Um, cool. But then they're, then they're gone. Um, hmm. Do you want it quick and painless or, you know, drag it out a little bit? I don't care. Whatever works no, for you. No, this is not a good idea. Captain, we've arrived at the Raccoonicorn homeworld. Cool, good. I'm glad. That was pretty fast. Um, let's see. Gosh, it's so fun to have the gang all to back together, Claire. Amanda, where's Clint? Do you guys have somebody named Clint here? He was a raccoonicorn. Oh, really? He was head of security. It's... Oh, that's and Becky's too... lover. I mean, Claire's uh, Amanda's lover. Amanda's. Oh, what? He was well, I mean... sleeping with all of you. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm sure. Yeah, raccoonicorn. I mean, I can already tell. I can already tell that that other Becky was not cool enough to have an affair with her best friend's boyfriend. Um, I, you guys weren't attached to attached to her, were you? The other Becky. I mean, she was a good. I killed her a few times. Yeah. Okay. So we're all on the same page here. So, um, anyway, that, that, that doesn't matter. I was just curious. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's attack. Let's, let's do this prime. Yes, commander. And the ship launches a barrage of missiles. And in a few moments you see them zipping towards the planet's surface and they, they don't strike the surface. They kind of explode in the upper atmosphere. And you just oh, see the, yes. the whole atmosphere of the planet just kind of uh, uh, flowing off, kind of like steaming away, boiling off the atmosphere. And um, the planet doesn't explode or anything. All the, all the, all the water just kind of evaporates. And um, Prime says, the planet is dead, Commander. Aw, that was really beautiful. Becky's sitting there taking pictures of it. That was just like fireworks, you guys. That was fun. That was fun. All right. Now that we took care of them, what do you guys what do you guys want to do? Where do you guys go for fun? And then everything fades to black. And a moment later, Becky, you you feel yourself it, it, it feels like a small earthquake. As you hear Amanda's voice in your ear, Becky, Becky, rest time is over. It's time to wake up. And you wake up laying on a blanket on the floor, surrounded by cots full of three-year-olds 
where your best friend, Amanda, is waking you and asking what you were dreaming this time. Oh man, it was even weirder this time. <laughs> this is the best room for naps. You've ever heard the other Becky? Well, now there was a new Becky, but then the old Becky killed the new Becky. And oh my God, I was just, once again, so cool. Um, but wow, yeah. Okay, I guess it's I guess it's time for snack now. Amanda? I do have thoughts on this. I don't know. You're... Your friend's weird dreams kind of leave you uh, speechless, apparently. And so you guys get the kids up, and you're 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 sending them to the bathroom, and you're 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 getting them all noses are wiped because some of them it's it's kind of that time of year where where during nap time there's like nasal drainage, and so there's kids working waking up with the crusted noses, and you're dealing with all of that, and you head down the hall with them in a in a single file line to the. Uh, to the lunchroom for afternoon snack where the program director Claire is is waiting for everybody and uh, Claire kind of looks at Becky and and kind of kind of says hey you 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 got a little bit of uh, dried drool in the corner of your mouth were you were you napping uh, uh, again during nap time uh, yeah you got some barbecue sauce there too sweetie oh thanks sorry uh yeah I'm sorry it won't happen again but um you know the good news is um Gosh, what is your daughter's name? I really should not forget the name of the daughter of the center. Uh, Chloe. Chloe, Chloe. Chloe slept really hard too. So everybody is fine. Chloe's okay. Chloe's cool. Yeah, they're all cool. They're all good. I won't fall asleep again, I promise. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make a notation of this, you know. <clears throat> and so you're, you're- Oh, go ahead. So you're heading to snack now? Yeah, we're going to wash our hands and eat snack. And, you know, then we've got time for everyone to go home. Sounds good. And the day goes on that last couple hours of childcare. Every, every time uh, a couple kids leave, the building gets condensed down into fewer and fewer, fewer rooms until Amanda and, uh, and uh, Becky are in one room with the last three or four kids, multi mixed age group of kids, and a uh, little one armed uh, Chloe is there when her mama I think comes. She has and picks two her arms, up. though. Hmm? In this reality, I think she has two arms. No, she's she's she's, she's got one arm. Oh, she still just has one arm. This situation, yep. and uh, Claire and uh, Chloe leave. Becky is uh, talking about how how after work she's gonna change quick because she's got to get to the uh, the uh, barbecue place because she's working the bar that evening, and I mean working the bar as bartender, not like yeah. in any nefarious way. No, she's talking to Anna still about the dream, but she's also thinking maybe she's gonna get back together with Mike tonight. Mm-hmm. You know the guy that she moved to whatever this town, Podunk Town's name is for. Marietta? Marietta, yeah, that sounds right. Marietta, Ohio. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, that. <laughs> and so it's it's five minutes after closing time. Amanda is is pulling out of the parking lot, says that she'll, uh, she'll stop in for a drink later. Becky is there with the last child 
waiting for mom to pick him up. Um, this kid was the first one dropped off in the morning, always the last one to be picked up. Becky's got the kid outside, backpack on, ready to go because, you know, mom comes into the building and it's extra 20 minutes and she's got to get to the new job, the other job. And so as soon as mom pulls up, mom comes running up, apologizing for being 15 minutes late now. And Becky is just biting her lip, trying not to tell this mother off and kind of uh, uh, pushes the kid at her and um, <laughs> locks the building and peels out of the uh, parking lot in her little, I don't know, what's Becky driving? Yeah, I don't know, a little, little, uh, little Prius. Yeah, yeah, which, which peels out really quietly um, and, <laughs> and very politely, although it's, uh, it's not exactly <laughs> the way Becky would like it to happen. <laughs> And so she's she's kind of um, freshening up as she drives. She's putting on some fresh deodorant, trying to change her change her shirt while she's driving because it's all caked with uh, kid snot. Um, doing some sort of mascara thing, maybe is that a thing that somebody might do? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know makeup too well. She's and um, not really paying attention to the traffic, but she she gets to the uh, bar just about the time her shift is supposed to start, and and she she heads in and um and amanda is already there for some reason claire comes in uh orders orders a round of drinks for for her staff who are kind of all there hanging out um this is this is yes amanda oh i was just wondering if sidetrack was going to be here um, I, I don't know. I don't know who that is in this reality, but this bar is called the child care bar and grill because it's where child care oh. providers hang out after after work. And, uh, you know, a couple hours go by. Everybody's telling stories about their days and about uh, who bit who through their cardigan and those kind of things. And <laughs> and it goes on. And uh, it's about one thirty in the morning about closing time. And uh, Amanda, you're sitting there. Claire is at the other end of the bar. You guys are all just chatting. What's that? What's that look like? Claire, you've got to hear about Becky's last dream. Oh, you, you would not believe it. We were on, it was in the future and we were on a spaceship and you were an evil scientist and Amanda was the captain and I was kind of lame. So we don't I would to totally me, be the but- captain. Absolutely, you would be the captain. Oh, the science officer. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. Um, let's see. You know that guy, Clint, that you've been kind of eyeing that comes to the bar every night, Amanda? No, have not. He was there. He was there. And yes, you have. He was he was a he was a raccoon man. It was weird. That's um, really weird. Oh, uh, um, hey, hey, Amanda. I know it's about closing time, but I thought I'd come in and see if you were, if you were here. Maybe you needed a ride home. Do it. Well, do it. no, Claire was going to take us home. So um, Claire, uh, Claire has a flat tire. Oh, oh my God, Claire! No, let's go out and fix it before. So I, I got my, it's... I got my bike out there. If you, uh, you want to ride? No, I. But what about she does? Yes, she does. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Claire and I will go. go. I'll meet meet you in the parking lot. And he walks out the door, and you hear you hear this motorcycle uh, revving right outside the right outside the door. 
Vroom, vroom. <laughs> is, uh, is Amanda going to gonna go? Is Becky taunting her? Is What's going on? Oh, here? no. Amanda totally goes. Yeah. So, she just... Clint's kind of weird. And if you don't sort of play it coy, then he freaks out and <laughs> leaves the line. Uh. <laughs> so Amanda says goodbye to everybody. She goes out. You hear the you hear the motorcycle uh, put her off into the into the distance. Then it's just Claire and Becky. Um, Claire, what are you what are you thinking? What are you doing? What are you feeling? Well, Claire would like to hear more about, about Becky's dream that she had and their how their characters were and what they were doing. She was intrigued by this. Wow. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they chat about that for a while. Um, Cause um, you know, there was a lot to catch her up on, mm-hmm. but it's getting late and it's about time for them to go home. And so, so Claire, Becky turns on the lights, says it's last call. Claire downs another shot and heads out, uh, out to the parking lot and um becky's becky's turned back towards the uh the bar uh, bar area straightening bottles and everything and out of the corner of eyes she see out of her eyes she sees some movement and she thinks it's thinks it's claire coming back in that she forgot her keys or something and she turns and there is this this tentacle monster she doesn't know what else to to call it it's something she's she's seen a version of in her dreams it's this eight foot tall thing it's got this metal cylinder body with these three fur tentacles and its head floating in a glass orb full of liquid a a ways above its body and she turns and she looks and we fade to black dun 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 as uh, as journeys don't stop believing begins to play but we can't we totally can't afford the uh the music rights <laughs> to that so you got to imagine that in your head but one of us might know the song and could sing it uh, you could but that'd be a violation of copyright if you sang more than 10 seconds but go ahead i don't know the song <laughs> <laughs> and nobody should it's really a shitty song um well there we go I was really crying about oh. how sad this was. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like the show, share the show, unless you're you know, too embarrassed, which we totally understand. Hey, you can also head over to playvolutionhq.com slash podcasts slash Becky and engage with us back soon with another episode. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.